Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast, presented by the tech doctor, Ronan Leonard. Hi, welcome to today's Irish Tech News Podcast. On today's podcast, I'm talking with Stephen Bishop from TDS. How are you doing, Stephen? How are you doing, Ronan? Stephen, first of all, tell us a bit about what you do in TDS. So, um, TDS was founded in 1989 by uh, our founder, Frank Hart. Mm-hmm. Um, business actually begun um, selling and providing time clocks, so punch cards. Maybe the uh, older listeners might remember punching into places and having something printed on a card. Um, moved on to, to, to more digital clocks and around 19... 19- Mid-90s, late-90s, um, a partner that uh, TDS was working with on clocks brought out a product um, that uh, looked after access control for, for businesses. So um, that grew really quickly. Um, TDS wrote software around around their hardware. And um, around early 2000s, started really gaining traction. So signed some, some huge customers. Um, the, the biggest really was around 2004. The company signed Dublin uh, Air Renta at the time for all the airports in Ireland. So uh, anybody that's been through the airport, uh, you will be familiar with, or TDS has a hand in your, your passage through through the airport. Um, the badges that everybody wears around their necks, um, the readers that you see on the wall, the, the lock, um, all of that, all the way down to... Um, um, Printing that, we have full intelligence in the in the back office. So that's the the access control side. Other big customers we signed then were 2007. We signed the Houses of Parliament in the UK. So they're still a, a major client of ours. So we control all of the security in the in the Houses of Parliament. Um, and around around 20, 2011 or so, um, we actually got a, a huge a huge break. Um, uh, Google uh, were, were on the market for a, a visitor management system, and we were lucky enough to be to be asked to um, to show show what we had for that. So we signed Google globally. And again, if anybody's ever been to a, a Google office, they will have used their system. The kiosks that you see in the receptions, they're they're TDS visitor. A lot of people think it's an in-house Google product, but it's actually a small Irish company from from City West. So we've. Um, Moved on from then. Again, we've when I joined back in um, 2007, it's about 12 years ago. There was uh, less than 15 people in the business, and the headcount has, has tipped over 100 people now. We stand that. Wow, that's pretty impressive. They may have that many clients, and also to increase your workforce, you're doing something right anyway. And uh, I guess right now your your biggest scenario is how do you deal with the pandemic? Yeah, so um, I suppose uh, back in back in March we were in the same boat as everybody else. Um, didn't really know how COVID was going to affect business. We've like a lot of in-flight projects and a lot of a lot of sales projected. So we were kind of trying to figure it out. Really, what what do we do? Luckily, the products that we have and the customers we have, um, we were able to to talk to much of those. So our visitor management product um, after Google, it, it really exploded. So, you know, we count, we've, we've about 20 global multinational companies that we count as customers uh, based out of the U.S. across finance and um, uh, high tech. 
So we're very close to these customers, so we were able to be honest with them and bring them into into a forum and discuss about what what they needed. So um, it, it wasn't that we we were, we didn't really know ourselves. So getting the feedback from from all of these security personnel in the US around the requirements of what was going on there was vital because it's 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 a global problem uh, with, with global customers so we need to have a, a global solution so that that satisfied and satisfies every every possible corner of the world like we we came across legislation in Singapore where there's a government app that that required you if you're entering any building to to um you know, to register that you're 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 not clean is the wrong word, but you're you're being screened and you don't have have symptoms and so on. So we collected everything from all of our customers. We had about fifty different items that you know we we could consider to implement, and we we got it down to to I suppose it was around fifteen key features that we we had to develop really quickly. And um, the first one was around our visitor management system. So we, just to give people an idea of the scale, we have, uh, we reckon about 25 million people a year touch off our system some way, be it somebody that holds an access control badge mm-hmm. or somebody that visits one of our, our customer sites. So we have to try and satisfy that, that huge demographic of rules, regulations, um, different ways that businesses like to project themselves to to, to customers and um, employees alike. So the, the first feature really is around our visitor management system. We implemented uh, a contactless check-in. So previously we have a kiosk and, and possibly a tablet and all of these receptions. We really quickly built a mobile app to... Um, a mobile app to pre-screen people. So any employee or visitor that's coming to site anywhere would have to be booked in, date and time that they were coming. Um, in the background, we're able to check that there's not too many people coming to that individual building around that time. But then when you get your invite, you, you fill, um, fill in screening information. So different locations have different questions. Like there's, um, you may remember when the guidance came out for opening businesses in Ireland, there was actually recommended and set questions that businesses had to ask. Yeah. So we, we made it in a flexible way that you could tailor the questions that you're screening people depending on the individual location. Um, so we've had some huge deployments uh, with that. There's a, a big multinational um, consulting company, uh, 500,000 employees, and they're actually using their system to invite all of their employees back to office. Um, some some locations are moving ahead of others, you know, like in Asia, it opened up quite quickly. It was around April, and um, even May, um, offices started opening there, so they needed a solution really, really quickly. So um, we were able to, to roll that out really fast, um, we sit on we sit on AWS. We use AWS extensively, so that's a big part of being able to be global. First of all, so that we can yeah. spin systems up locally when we needed to, um, in in Singapore, uh, Australia, and so on. But also, um, we have the wiring in our in the building blocks in our in our our platform that we're able to spin systems up really quickly. And push them out to to, to customers um, without much hassle. Um, 
I'm probably I'm probably saying too much, Ronan. Am I? No, no, you know, no. It's fine because no. it's good to hear basically what you're doing. Because I'm thinking yeah. like someone like Google, for example. Now most of their staff are working working from uh, from home. That's right. Yeah. How do how do does your systems work with them, for example? So um, it's it's not everybody, you know. What we're seeing across our customer base is there's still still key staff that have to come in and maintain a, uh, critical systems and um, engineering like people to electricians and so on. They also have to come into site. So there's definitely still a, a, a population of, of people that do have to come day to day uh, back to the offices. So um, we, we haven't seen a complete, complete shutdown, turn the lights off of our, of our customers' premises. Yeah. And so it's it's still as important, um, and it's important that they have these systems in place um, for when they they do take off and start bringing more more employees back to the office. And I guess because you you've adapted and used a mobile app now to log in and out for for visitors, you've actually yeah. changed the time, which helped them as well. Exactly. So it, we used to you know we we used to think of only of visitors, but it's really quickly changed where it's 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 actually our system was well set up uh, was and it didn't take uh, a lot to pivot to make it just a people management system like we're already doing all of the the, the things that the customers are looking for in bringing their employees back so um that's it we, we utilize the the platform we have the technology we have um to to adapt it to to these large large requirements from from our customers um one, one important thing for for clients, uh, besides from the screening, is even when people are in the buildings, like um, there's a front door, you may, you know, you cross a turnstile into the building, they, they're all looking for, or we're looking for a way to prevent, you know, people being in the same room together or even toilets together. So um, the second second application that we wrote was based on our life safety module, which um, traditionally is used to to track people in an emergency situation. So uh, most of the pharma plants in Ireland, we think, we think it's about eight of the top 10 companies that are here use our head counting solution where you go into a building, we know that you're there, we put you on a dashboard, we can see um, you know, see the, the personnel that are in any given zone at a time. And um, if there's any problem, everybody evacuates, we're able to run a head count that can be presented to emergency services, say. But um, we developed a quick um, adaption of that where customers are actually putting readers around their buildings inside and having users show their cards as they move around and we're we're, um, presenting to the user the number of uh, allowed people and the number of people that are currently in any zone. So if you imagine a canteen, yeah. uh, you, know, you only want 30 people in. They show their card at the door, and it will tell them, you know, welcome. But if there's too many people, it, it does not let them in. So customers are able to, to, to manage the flow of people within the building as well. Um, we have a, a building in New York that's using a per-floor basis. So... You come out of the lift, you have to show your badge. If there's too many people, you get back in the lift and go back to the lobby and wait. Yeah. Um, there's a dashboard to show them all of this information and employees and anybody that's in the organization where 
the numbers of people that are in any given zone so they can they can manage all of that. It's actually being used um, at a Premier League football ground up until the end of the season for about the last six matches. Um, a team was using it to, to manage the flow of players and staff around dressing rooms and, and shared areas and so on. And can you say what team that was, or is that? I can't. No, I can't. I can't fine. wondering. No. And also, I'm just thinking, like, if, for example, you've got a you've got a company that has an office meetings, could mm-hmm. it be? Is it done in such a way that if there's too many people coming into, going into the room, it tells them to go to another room, and you can do a do it via video conferencing? So, so it will um, basically tell them to go elsewhere. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's not doesn't quite um, doesn't quite like say go here or go there. Just this place is too busy. Um, that that space is is probably what's coming next. We're actually uh, working with a couple of big space management companies on an integration. Um, uh, some of the big, a couple of the big players where. They, they manage that side. So we bring the people into the building and then they manage the space in the building. Yeah. So that's, um, that's, that's one of the next, uh, next projects that we'd be bringing to market around this. Yeah, I'm trying to imagine with all the technology, it's going to change the way we work and in the future, we're going to be working differently than we have been. Um, absolutely. Um, I think um, for, for myself personally, um, I spend a lot of time on the road. Well, I used yeah. to spend a lot of time on the road. So, I'm used to working remotely anyway, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm maybe in the office a, a day a week, yeah. um, if even. So it, it's, it's not unusual for me, but it's been fascinating to see how easily people have, have adapted. You know, it was a big concern um, within TDS, like how are we going to, to, to manage everybody? Does everybody, is everybody up to speed with how to, even something simple like running a, does everyone know how to start a Zoom and talk to somebody else? Like, um, but it, it's it, it hasn't been a pain point really. I think the tools that are available now, um, you know, Meet, Zoom, um, Chime, all, all of the rest of them, they're they're really um, they really stepped up. I, I, myself, I think we were, we were concerned even about bandwidth. Yeah. Um, something that isn't mentioned. I think the all the ISPs have a. We should thank them, you know. I thought the networks would break down with all the uh, all the video traffic, but they they've stood up. So I, I think we're probably um, it's probably too early to say, Ronan. Yeah. Exactly what form it's going to take. Um, I don't think offices will will go away. Um, you know, but I think I think working at home will will change um, the form of what working at home is will change. Um, in that. You know, companies will make sure that their their staff have correct setups and time of day, and possibly even like renting space from from their from their staff in their houses and so on to make sure that that there is a working space available, um, and it's and they're getting the most from the from the customers. There is or from their from their staff. There is a um, there is a concern, I think, around the, the working hours and, and making sure that staff, you know, are finishing for the day, um, all of that, and not not bringing work home with them, you know, into the next room and yeah. so on. Um, but uh, TDS have been, we've been, I suppose, a, a good story, you know, hasn't really negatively um, affected us that much. No, I guess because you're able to, you're able to adapt your technology. And uh, look at what it's done now. What you can think of is going to happen in a year's time. I, I'm right now, how work's changing. 
and even managed to adapt the technology to actually work remotely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so uh, I uh, I still think you know that there's there's a, a place for the office. Um, uh, I think tools will will continue to improve, like the video conferencing, um, cloud services. You know, Office three six five, Docs. They're all um, become really essential. So I think there's some skills. Skills yeah. that will become more critical to people, like having the the, the discipline and the um, you know the ability to work at home. It's very important as well, and um, I think that will become more more of a, a thing when looking for that we look for in candidates yeah. and people that are able to to be self sufficient. But it's it's a proven thing anyway, Ronan. You know, yeah. I know there's 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 fully remote businesses out there that have been doing this for years. Um, just fine. Yeah, for me, Stephen, I've worked the past five or so years remotely. Yeah. I work wherever the Wi-Fi because I certainly don't have an office because we're all based all over the country. Most freelancers are well, we don't have one. We don't need, need, need an office. So I'm lucky to be able to do that. Yeah. And normally yeah. with podcasts in Dublin, I'd have met the person. If they're in Dublin, I'd have met them face-to-face. And if not, I'd done it via Chime, Zoom, or Skype, or whatever technology I'm using, and it wouldn't be an issue. So to me, I'm used to that. But there's guys out there I know who just people getting used to this now. I'm still getting yeah. their heads around the fact that we're not meeting anymore in person. Yeah, just it just comes natural for for people, some yeah. people, right? Yeah. yeah. And also, I'm thinking as well, like a year ago, you would have been told by your boss, "Oh no, you can't work remotely. It can't be done." Suddenly, uh-huh. it's proven it can be done. Yeah, it's uh, uh, definitely management, I suppose, and, and leadership in businesses. They've been forced to, they've been proven wrong very yeah. quickly, right? Proven wrong very quickly. And um, I, I, I hope I hope it continues like that. Now, I, I say that, um, you know, but I, I don't want it to negatively affect TDS. Like our, our business is people moving yeah. around places, you know, access control or visitors and so on. So um, that's where TDS has to has to adapt, you know. We're looking to the future for, um, I suppose, we're, we're more important today for the people that are visiting places. Yeah, well, I'm thinking right in the future, if by using your app and uh, you tell your staff, you have to come in twice a week to the office, work from home their days, by using yep. the app, you can log in and, and uh, tell the app what days you're going to be in. So when you yep. go to the office, you swipe your phone, and if you come in the day that you shouldn't be there, it won't let you in. Yep, that's, uh, I suppose that's, that's what we have, really, yeah. you know. That's what we have already, so. Um, yeah, because I'm thinking yeah, of, the, just, you don't want staff to basically, you don't want to be overcrowded in, in an office when you haven't got one, when you talk about certain guidelines, have only X amount of office and you've got Y. You're going to make sure that that's been maintained properly as well so you don't get any fines or anything else going on. Yeah, the, the fines is important. Is very important. Like um, I mentioned the kind of the global global regulations. Like um, yeah. in Europe, very quickly in Poland, there was set, you know, uh, people per meter squared that you had to implement. And... Um, so, so we had to say, right, we, we have a value for every every zone in the system that you can set so that people in Poland could produce this information and this audit data 
to to whoever would turn up in Ireland. There was the um, Health and Safety Authority that yeah. you know what to do inspections. So we 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 had to cover that. You know, it's an important part of us that we're meeting what the local rules are. There's no no one size fits all, really. Yeah, and also I guess you're lucky. Dave. This was 20 years ago. We couldn't do what we're doing now because the cloud was in infancy. No. And technology we're using now wasn't around then. No, for sure. I wonder. I wonder if this um, pandemic would have been worse um, if it were not for technology. Yeah. Because because I, I can't see how the economies of the world could have just stopped, and there not have been you know unrest and and so on. Like, um, so without these tools, there would have been much much greater problems um, economically which possibly would have stopped or, or affected people's uh, adherence to the rules yeah and so, I'm also thinking of social media that, but if you get some like Twitter for example the fact that you're getting instant news of what's going on in, the, in say oh, in America there's been so many cases yeah. you don't on there whereas in the past because media was, wasn't online and such it was controlled you only got whatever you were told by certain people yeah, yeah. So um, there, there may be different uh, different types of measures, you know, if it wasn't for technology. Yeah, like uh, different messages from from governments and regulations. Um, yeah, and there, all- there's definitely been a transparency. I, I feel um, because there's no hiding and there's there's public debate about what's going on. Right. Yeah, and like I saw yesterday, Simon Donnelly, uh, well, sorry, Stephen Donnelly produced uh, on on Twitter account latest. What NetFed had said to him, they emailed him a letter of what they yeah. recommended, yeah. and twenty years ago you wouldn't have got that anywhere. You'd no, have been told no. Him that. I mean, well, at least I think he might have been in a trying to defend himself, was he? Yeah, but it was so, but, it was transparency. Twenty years ago, yeah. you said, "Oh, our advisors told us this," and yeah. and it, there was no public forum where you or I could go and question the minister and ask him to show the proof. But social media yeah. now. You can do that, and a lot of people go and and, and they contact uh, Donnelly or other, other ministers and tell them, "Can you explain stuff more detail, more clarity?" They'll do mm-hmm. that because they see the backlashes are going against them. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a positive. Yeah, Definitely yeah, positive. I know because I can remember years ago when we twenty years ago you would have had these these phones that were dumb phones, not smartphones. So, in fact, you can now do everything on a smartphone. So, if you want to go into log in and use an app, you can go to to the premises using TDS and scan in your phone 20 years ago you couldn't do that now you can it's great to be able to do that yeah sure is yeah and also trying to track somebody 20 years ago it was harder because the centers wouldn't have been around to do what they can do now no no they wouldn't um so you know where things are going really um all all we can do ronan is um make sure that we have have the, the the cutting edge features that are, are are you know required by by the market and and our current customers. Like we kind of have a have a, a duty to them as well. You know, we like long term relationships. We 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 don't want to leave them leave them without uh, a solution where or with substandard solutions. Yeah. When there are we, we can help and can. Um, help them get back to work and, and in business, you know. Well, see, I'm thinking, because you've been in this, in this area for quite a while, you've actually mm-hmm. known what's going on and are always thinking to the future. You aren't somebody who suddenly dropped into it. You've done it for, for so long. No. You know what you're doing. Exactly. 
Exactly. We know how to we know how to move people around a building safely. We know yeah. how to you know to to get information from from visitors before they come. We we have all of these uh, this this knowledge over over. 30 years, not yeah. 20 years, 30 years, yeah. Yeah, and also as well, I, I'm guessing also you'd have done research into what you think is going to, what technologies are going to be coming down the line. So you're prepared for that. So you might think, oh yeah, in five years' time, yeah. it's going to be AI well, or, or machine learning is going to be used to determine where you are. But how can sure. we integrate with that so TDS is always ahead of the curve? Yeah, so the, the, I suppose the way we, well, one of the ways that we do that is we, 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 <laughs> kind of ride the wave of innovation yeah. that comes from uh, pla the platform that we work on, AWS. So AWS provides all this amazing tooling for us, like um, in terms of uh, managing all of our, our, our customer systems. Yeah. Every customer actually gets their own full full stack, and it's a key principle that we have. Um, but they, they make available, so uh, like you mentioned, uh, machine learning tools. So... Um, when we, we kind of think of the application or when the, the application idea uh, presents itself, either internally or to a customer, we, we're, we have the platform to, to quickly leverage those things like we, like we have um, by bringing these apps to, to market so quickly. Um, it's, it's essential to, be, to, to have all the building blocks in place. If we were, if we were back in, in February, um, and we were trying to build all of this from scratch, where we're like, right, we had the same ideas. We're going to do screen visitors and we're going to do occupancy with readers. Trying to build it from scratch would be impossible. Like we'd still be, still be, I would say, in the in the planning stage yeah. right now. You know, six months later. So um, we're uh, exceptionally well positioned um, to to take advantage. And it's been, you know, it's been borne out now in the the, the sales and contracts that we're signing. We're doing uh, excellent on the market. We've signed about uh, six multinationals since since March, um, and it's uh, pretty much uh, based on the features that we've implemented around contactless check-in, surveying, and um, occupancy management. So I'm thinking now in the future when we have all these smart buildings, I'm thinking back of yep. a movie years ago, uh, Towering Inferno, how basically, yep. because it, if that building had, had, had basically... Was a smart building, but you didn't see this technology. You'd be able to find out where people are and who they are. Yeah, uh, exactly. So you know, there's, there's multiple ways we do that. There's with the with the card around your neck, um, um, and you, you show it to readers, and we know where you are. But we're also partnered with um, real time location services businesses. Um, so um, HID location services they come from. The access control world, so we, we work quite closely with them, and um, we can actually assign uh, Bluetooth beacons to any person in our system and uh, manage the the density of people, and um, without them showing any cards as well. So we know that there's ten people in this room, but also we can tell if people are too too close to each other, and um, for contact for well for instant alerting. So. Um, if two beacons, two people are too close to each other for a, a period of time, we can generate alerts back to the to the back office to be actioned. Um, but we can also uh, do contact tracing for people. So uh, we can do that based on showing their cards. So if somebody's in the same zone, uh, same room, say for for a period of time with somebody, you can 
choose a person and I can give you a list of contacts that, that they've been close to. So um, I suppose it's like a, a, at the start I said we'd like 50 ideas. Yeah. So we've condensed them into this is what you, this is what you need right now to be, to be safe. And I guess, and I guess one of your clients, if you wanted to do it cheaply enough, rather than using cards, you can just use the app to do that instead. Yeah, yeah. The app will, will uh, screen people and you can control uh, people checking in and checking out of, of zones using the, using the mobile application, yeah. Yeah, because I'm thinking right now, the way the pandemic is going, if someone's been in, finally been told to introduce these uh, introduced cards, it's going to be hard to set it up and, and get it working if what we're going through is hard to get the, 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 the equipment shipped to them, whereas with an app, so, it's easier to do. Uh, yeah, somewhat, um, but we, we, we do actually like the idea um, and we promote somebody wearing something as an identification. Yeah. Like with, with a, remember, we come from the access control world, so um, a phone in somebody's pocket doesn't identify who they are from the outside. Yeah. So if, if you're walking around with a card around your neck, you're, you know, it's, you can visually, or security can visually verify True. who you are, who you, yeah. who you say you are. So we actually put a box together for, for this solution where we put uh, two readers in it for a single zone, 200 badges, um, and everything you need, a cloud system, everything configured for you to take out of a box, uh, hand out 200 cards, and th they can be anonymous if you want. They don't yeah. have to have people's name on them, but then you can track occupancy by people swiping in and out of a, an individual area. Yeah, I think that might be the future as well in the long term. And it, if you said it's easy to set up and do, well, then it's no-brainer. Yeah, we think so. <laughs> yeah, we think so. Because so. as I said earlier, when you talked about earlier, with people saying, oh, this can't be done, suddenly it can be done. So you're always proving them wrong. Yeah, well, we, uh, we've been forced. Everyone's been forced to, to innovate and, and get things out the door to help people, yeah. I suppose the, the, the speed of acceptance from customers has changed as well you know previously we would say have a long sales cycle where we'd be we'd going through quite quite in depth about what it is but customers have needed things really quickly so they're kind of um happy to take the the cutting edge of what you have now um with the expectation that you, you'll have more in the future so it's 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 how to it's kind of grease the wheels a bit yeah, and also I'm thinking as well, as I mentioned before with technology, because cloud technology is so cheap now and, and so abundant and uh, ubiquitous, mm -hmm. the costs aren't going to be what they used to be. No, no, it's, um, it's, uh, it, it's really, um, there, there's a, a few parts to that as well. Infrastructure costs have, have really come down, you know, like 10 years ago, like you said, making some comparisons to um, tools that people had. But 10 years ago, we couldn't have... Uh, deployed all, the, all of these systems to customers. You know, if it wasn't for for the acceleration in in cloud, yeah. like uh, being able to, these are these are kind of secure sites. You know, so uh, having to go in and, and install a full a database and a server and everything in their in their comms room or their data center, it, it's just not scalable. So um, the the only way to to get these things out really quickly and, and to scale up this fast is to be to be um, adopt a cloud platform and leverage that about its its um, infrastructure, its tooling and yeah. all of the innovation that, that they bring. Because nine years ago I was in a postgrad in, in cloud computing and at that time when we were deploying stuff we were charged per instance. 
and that yeah. was that was costing a lot of money, but not anymore. That's that's gone away with, which is great. Yeah. So um, there's components in our system that you know are serverless. So um, the some of the back end to to account for the occupancy. It's it's one code base, one deployment, um, and you know we're only it only costs per execution of of the functions you know yeah. we're not maintaining a, a fleet of servers for that that's the lambda product in aws we, we're really pushing or i'm pushing a usage of that amongst the uh, the teams and tds because it's um it, it, it's so scalable for us and that's that's what we're trying to do yeah because when we were, we were doing it in college the scalability was limited to what uh, compared to now because back then you put it up yeah. there, and that was then you couldn't how do much more. But nowadays, it's how easier. Much space you have, right? Yeah, and also, yeah, the ability of basically right now you can have multiple servers working online and working in the cloud, and not on the premises, which is nice. Yeah, yeah, it's um, uh, it's the only way, you know. I think um, it was a challenge for us, probably, you know, from going back ten years to convince customers of of the benefits of us taking over the infrastructure of all these systems. All of our previous customers were on-premise, the mix of us maintaining them, them maintaining them, just such a huge um, overhead in bureaucracy, like even for us to connect, say, to support some systems. So thankfully, you know, there, there's really nobody is, um, nobody seems to be hesitant anymore. We have a great story around, how we how we manage your data, yeah. how scalable it is. We're able to build a better system than than you could or we could on site. So the, all of the arguments for on premise have really fallen away the last the last uh, say three years. Yeah. I would say really there's no excuse anymore. And all of our we've only have a handful of customers left on premise, and we hope to have them all all on our cloud platform in the, by the end of the year. It reminds me of like 40 years ago when, when you had an had a office setup. It was basically dumb terminals linked up to a main computer. And nowadays that main computer is, is the cloud. And yeah, you have computer yeah. dumb terminals. So you're, go, you're going back full circle but in, in a nice, easier, cheaper way as well. That's right, yeah. Back to, uh, back to our mainframe, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the good thing is, back in those days, when you wanted to upgrade that mainframe, well, it was harder to do than it is now. We have to do that. Everything without commission, whereas nowadays, because it's on the cloud, yeah, you, don't well, to, you don't have to worry about that. Well, we, we've automated it, you know? Yeah. It's all automatic for us. So it's, um, we don't even think of, we don't even think of the physical machines anymore, you know? We, we, they're just, just resources that we have um, as a, in a configuration file. We want this server to do this and this to that. We don't like, think I'm, I'm firing up a server here we we think in terms of um just the infrastructure as an abstract thing you know yeah like you think i'm not on the instance of this software now it's going to do that whereas years ago it was boot the server up yeah yeah exactly yeah and in a sense that's been good for you guys because you might have come along with technology and it, it and because you went in the in the business for over 30 years You've grown with it, and you've always been able to to adapt with what's coming in the line. Yeah, um, and I suppose that's the that's the um, that's the culture of of TDS. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah. We um, the, we we work very closely with our customers. Our, our it's very rare. Our churn is extremely low. You know, once once customers are on board with us, they they 
you know they they push us for sure but we're um we almost see them as partners and we've some amazing relationships with um with some of our some of our customers yeah i guess so happy because i you know you've been in the business so long they trust you mm-hmm. to, to know what you're doing which helps yeah we, exactly we're, we're the experts you know and yeah. we they they don't come to us generally saying uh you know, this is this is what we want, and you're going to do it this way. It's more, um, we come in and we we sort of educate, educate the the stakeholders on yeah. on the best way to do things, um, and it works works quite well that way. Yeah, and I guess they might say this is what what we how we do things, and you go in and yeah. tell them like if you're going to do things that way, this is how we this is how you do it under our system. Yeah, so you kind of reassure yeah, them. Some of the things we do are quite, quite, excuse me, quite complex, yeah. um, especially around the the head counting and the occupancy. It might might seem so, but we've we've seen every possible scenario um, of an implementation. So we we know we know we know what you, we know what customers need more than they they know themselves often. Yeah, and I guess all Stephen GDPR has become a bit of something you have to adapt to as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Um, we uh, we actually do have features, and we had to to do those um, pretty quickly. I think GDPR snuck up on everybody. Yeah. Um, in terms of like being compliant, uh, was on the long finger for a long time. But we we give full control to to our, our customers on the data. So it's their data. You know, we're we're just a processor, um, and within the application, we we give them tools to. Fully anonymized PII, uh, easy reports if they get subject access requests, um, everything like that. It's it's the customer's responsibility, you know. We provide the tools; they implement GDPR. Yeah, and, and I guess if you're more or less telling them, reassuring them, don't worry about GDPR because everyone's taking GDPR as some big scary monster in the room. But if you reassure them, we take care of all of our software and applications. We're going to yeah. hardware we have is designed to work with GDPR. So you can exactly. exactly. We we say we you know the product is GDPR compliant. Yeah. So so, um, you just need to implement you, whatever your policies are your side around around GDPR. You know yeah. everything is available for you. And you just say there's, there's no pain involved. Promise. Uh, no. There, yeah. And and there generally isn't. You know it's like it's it's uh, quite rare that we we. Um, have to get involved or assist customers in 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 any compliance issue. Yeah. So I mean, uh, other than that, I guess you're looking to have a, a long hat feature in this area, and I, I think I'm, I'm assuming yeah. you're looking to enter more markets. Yeah. So we're quite embedded um, in the customers, as I mentioned. You know, where where we have things on the walls in our customers. It's not just the software. So it's quite. Um, you know, they, it's, it's a, a quite an investment that they make in us, yeah. and so it's it's uh, an investment to to uh, move away from us as well. You know, yeah. So um, the markets, I mean, where where we started moving into the US about uh, obviously we we signed that big uh, customer Google, but in the last couple of years we that's been a huge growth area for us. So. Like I mentioned, we signed up about 20 uh, multinationals in the last couple of years with our visitor management product and um, household names that um, everybody would know. And, and um, that's that's going to continue. We see huge potential um, 
in in the especially the new features that we have in the product. So um, we we're very happy with the with the pipeline that we we have at the moment. Um, and really, that's that's our growth area, the US at the moment. All right, Stephen. Thanks so much for that great chat and uh, good looking future. And and hopefully uh, the pandemic doesn't affect us too badly. Oh, hopefully not. Hopefully not. All right. Take Thanks care. a lot, Ron. Thanks. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers. Right.